ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌನತ್ತು ಹರಿಯೋ ಮೇರಿವನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಟುಡೇ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ದಿ ಅಬ್ಸಲ್ಯೂಟ್ ಆನರ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಪ್ಲೆಷರ್ ಟು ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಅವರ್ ಓನ್ ವೆರಿ ಪ್ರೊಫೆಸರ್ ವಿ ಕೆ ಟುಡೇ ಫಾರ್ ಅವರ್ ಸತ್ ಸಂಗ್ ಪ್ರೊಫೆಸರ್ ಸೋಮನಿ ವೆನಿ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ಸ್ ಟು ಯು ಫಾರ್ ಟೇಕಿಂಗ್ ದಿಸ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಕಮಿಂಗ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಟಾಕಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಅಸ್ so i'm going to what i'm going to do is i'm going to just spotlight on uh, professor vk and for everyone and uh, uh, i will uh, request vk to say a few words to us about his spiritual journey and specifically what are the turning points in his life that uh, turned him from a i would not say turned him i would say that uh, helped him to become a spiritual seeker from a mathematician and a professor over to you sir good so you want to get back to my life happenings i am i am not interested in it today because i want to tell you as a new entrant to your gita sang something about the gita yes sir and that will tell you uh, where i am and how i became what i am yes sir it's a great pleasure to be able to talk to members of the gita sang mainly located in the western world my own journey into the gita started when i was a boy of 8 i learned many things from my father till i was 29 when he passed away my father was a great scholar and practitioner of advaita he used to give lectures on the gita to the contemporaries to his contemporaries at our house because he was a uh, subcore shrestadar so they were due in their office only at 11 o'clock so between 9 and 10 they had this gita meeting almost every day almost every day i used to sit as a dumb listener dumb speaker dumb listener at the sessions and i am sure something did seep in sometimes after the lecture i used to talk to my father and ask questions i don't think i understood his answers then for example the standard question that people used to ask you know whole me- gita meetings is this who is the doer experiencer if it is not me because gitas repeatedly says you are not the doer you are not experiencer then who is it this is a fundamental question that comes to everybody's mind i asked the, because the discussion was going on in the uh, in his talks so after the talks were over in our own private house i used to ask my father very <laughs> uh, who is uh, who is the doer of experience <laughs> then he, he answered me it is the one who thinks he is the doer experience i did not understand the sentence now let us analyze it 
there is a beautiful quote from Vishnu Sahasranama for your benefit now, saying, Kshetraknyo Kshara Kshetraknyaha Aksharaha Yeva Cha. Vishnu Sahasranama gives the multifarious ways in which God can be thought of. And here it says, Kshetraknyaha as well as Aksharaha. What is Kshetra? Kshetra is the material universe born of Prakriti and its creations. Material universe. Kshetraknya is he who knows or is aware of the Kshetra. We seem to be aware of the Kshetra because we see everything around us. So the agent of the awareness in us is Kshetraknya. Kshetram Janati Iti Kshetraknya. So, we are the Kshetrajna, is the uh, awareness in us of Kshetra. But Akshara, Akshara, Akshara means perishable. Akshara means imperishable. So, imperishable self within us, who is only a witness. He does not do anything. Vishnu Sahasranam says, God is both. Kshetrajna as well as Akshara. How can the two be one? It, it adds special words. Eva, Cha. Eva means, yes, they are one. Cha means, for practical transactional purposes, they are different. What do you mean transactional what do you mean transcendental? Yes, I will tell you. We go to a temple. We see a deity. We do all that. We go to another temple. We see another deity. Now, the person who is thinking that these two deities are different is still in the transactional world. The person who is able to realize that these two deities are ultimately one and the same. He is already, he is touching the transcendental world. So, transactional, transcendental. Now, to understand the subtle difference between, this is a difficult topic, so I may take a little more time than half an hour. Please excuse me. Now, to understand the subtle difference, between Kshetraknya and Akshara, we have to get into the nuances of the concept of the self. We have a psychological self, which the doctor understands. It is amenable to the medical world. We have a jiva inside, because of which we live. We may call it life, we may call it anything you like, but Vedanta calls it jiva. Vedanta says there is an internal self which is nothing but the Absolute Supreme. We don't realize this. When I say we, who is the we we are talking about? You see, the jiva which has come to reside in our body wrongly, wrongly identifies with the body-mind complex the outside body-mind complex and the outer physical self. This is what creates all the problems. 
we feel the pressures and pains of the body because of this. But if the jiva, the jiva which is in us, which is what I call we, if it identifies with the absolute eternal supreme, which is everywhere and therefore also in us, then we are the real self. This is the real self which is declared by Vedanta as Aham Brahma Asmi. Now, the Chetrajna is what operates when Jiva identifies with the outside self. When the Jiva identifies with the inside self, then it is Akshara. This is the difference. Sir, you may ask, how do we get this practice of identification with this or that? Well, Gita gives a beautiful link, small link. You might have missed it. Many Gita readers who have missed it. I will tell you. Sarva karmani manasam samyasyaste sukham vasin navadvare pure dehi naiva kurvanna karajan Shoka number 13, chapter 5. The important word here is Aste. I will repeat the slogan. Sarva karmani manasa sanyasya aste aste sukham vasim navadvare pure dehi naiva kurvanna karajan We are supposed to be, according to the shloka, we are supposed to be sitting in this body. We are supposed to be sitting as a resident in this nine-gated body. Navadvare Puregin. Nine-gated body. But do we don't realize it. Do we ever realize that we are sitting in the body? Not at all. We are sitting in the sofa. We are sitting in the chair. We understand that. Because the sofa and the chair are different from the body. There is no doubt about it. But we do not say we are sitting in the body because we don't think that the body is different from us. That is our problem. If you can isolate yourself and the body, then you can say, I am a resident sitting in the body. That is what the shoka says. Sarva karmani manasa sanyas aste aste sukham vashi. Aste is the word. This is used only once. This is the hint for the entire Vedanta. You have to think. You have to act. You have to believe. You have to be convinced that you are a resident sitting in the body. Still, it's not going to be easy. How do we do this? How do we keep thinking and sitting in the body like this? Gita gives you strategy. Again, sixth chapter. Sixth chapter. Yatha dipo nivatastho nengate sopamasprata. Yatha dipo. The yogi's meditation is supposed to be as still as a burning flame in a windless place. Yatha dipo nivatastho. Nivata, nivata, no wind. Deepa, 
burning flame. The burning flame in a windless place, just like that. No flickering, no flickering. So, in your yogic meditation, you are supposed to have no flickering of the mind. Maybe there is a good doorbell. Maybe this pose is calling you. No, no flickering of the mind. But again, we need help. What do we think about when we sit without flickering of the flickering of the mind? Do we think at all? Think of what? Think of Venkateshwara, think of Ambar, think of Lakshmi, think of Kamakshi. What do we do? But that's a Vishnu Sarsanam gives you a help. With a bang, it starts. Vishwam Vishnuhu. Vishwam Vishnuhu. Vishwam universe. Vishnu God. The universe is um, the Lord is in the universe. Immanence. Immanent. Immanence is a word used only in Hindu, Hinduism. No other religion uses the word immanence because for them there is no immanence. For all other religions, God is transcendent. He is sitting there far, far away, millions away. He is away from us. No, he is not only away from us. He is inside us. He is here. He is there. He is everywhere. He is in TV. He is here. Immanence. This immanence concept is a fundamental important thing in Hinduism. So now, when you sit for meditation, you are wondering, what do we think about immanence and transcendence? God is inside. God is everywhere. Right. So this thought coupled with the con conviction that you are sitting in the body, you are sitting as a resident in the body, enjoying the immanence of the Lord and transcendence of the Lord. That is meditation. No flickering. Even Patanjali does not use the word ingate. Gita uses the word na ingate, na ingate, no flickering. So, I am going to conclude now. So, the jiva or the shetrajna is symbolically represented by index finger. Why? Because I, 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 you, I, you use this finger to bring in the egoness of the self. Right? So, this is Chaitanya. This finger is Akshara, imperishable. These three, Sattva, Rajas, Tamas, don't align with them. The Jiva, Kshetrajna should align with the thumb, the thumb finger, or the right, right thumb finger. Then Jiva Brahman Aikyam is there. Jiva Brahman Aikyam. This is Chin Mudra, as everybody knows. Namaskar.
I have told you what all I know. Now you can ask me questions. If I know the answer, I will tell you. Otherwise, I will submit to you. Any Wonderful, questions? sir. Thank you so much for uh, that uh, lovely talk, you know, especially connecting Vishwasasranamam and uh, Bhagavad Gita and telling us in simple, you know, mudras as to how to align yourself. Thank you so much for that. And, you know, I'm going to uh, request the group here to ask any question. And incidentally, uh, uh, Professor, I shared your blog with everybody. Every, some of them have read it and some of them have uh, uh, some Maybe some questions, I'm going to let them do it. So to make sure that you know, we are organizing ourselves, please raise your uh, uh, digital hand. I will I will accordingly, you know, go and ask uh, the people to ask, unmute yourself and ask the question. We'll start with Udai. Professor, thank you so much. It's an honor to be listening to you. Uh, you are an inspiration for all of us. Sir, uh, just in this lecture, you mentioned that Jiva, when aligned with the external world is Kshetragna, right? I was all the time thinking that Kshetragna is the ultimate, uh, uh, you know, consciousness, but you're saying when we align with the outside world, it is Kshetragna, and when we align with the inner self, then it becomes Akshara or the divine. Uh, so is the reference of Kshetragna in Gita, always referring to our association with the external world, is that the nuance? Yeah, that is exactly the meaning of Kshetanya. Kshetram Janati Iti Kshetanya. The ultimate answer is Kshetanya and Aksha are the same. So, if you are thinking that Kshetanya is your ultimate consciousness, you are not wrong, except that you are. I, I am not able to use any English word for that, except that you are slightly mistaken. Kshetragnya is one situation. Akshara is the other situation. They are both the same, just as God is everywhere. God is here, God is there, God is in good things, God is in bad things also. So like that, Kshetragnya and Akshara are both the same, but Kshetragnya is the one who is aware of the Kshetra, and Akshara is the one who is imperishable. We must be able to know, be convinced that Chetrajna is nothing but Akshara. They are both the same, but for transactional purposes, they are different. So transactional and transcendental, this is very important, transactional and transcendental. I will give you, uh, uh, Rajesh, do I have some more time? Absolutely, sir. You we uh, you have a lot five, of time. Five we, minutes. We have time five till minutes. we have time till uh, uh, nine okay. p.m. Your okay. time. It depends on. I, I I will give you an interesting example of this transcendental and transactional. This is a very fundamental problem for all our Vedanta students because they 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 confuse. So. <laughs> I give them a mundane example. We watch TV serials, right? We watch TV serials. One serial we watch, then also we watch another serial. Serial after serial. That is a different serial, this is a different serial. In that serial, A and B act as 
brother and sister. In the next serial, the same A and B act as husband and wife. A fellow who does not understood the either that serial or this serial, he comes and passes through and he says, hey, what is this? Brother and sister acting like husband and wife. This is absurd. Now what is he doing? He is mixing the transactional with the real world. You see, for transactional purposes, they were husband and wife in that, and they were brother and sister in this. The, but the transcendental, ultimately they are the same. That's a different thing. That doesn't come here. So we have to uh, remember this. Another example I used to do. Another example. Because the standard problem. Take Krishnamurti. I give lecture. Sometimes I also, my lectures are broadcast in the YouTube. So the YouTube shows my lecture on the TV. Right? Now I am sitting in the sofa watching the TV. So on the TV I am there. On the sofa I am there. Who is more permanent? Obvious. The one who is sitting in the sofa is more permanent. The Lord says even you are not permanent. There is something more permanent in you. So, understand this, everything is good. <laughs> that's, so, that's so beautifully explained, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, now I had a question for you, I, but I saw that Sandeep, you raised your hand. Would you like to go with your question? Sure, Rajesh. Uh, thank you so much, sir, for um, enlightening us with your wisdom. You raised a question that there is a witness. And then you raised a question about who is the doer. So if you can just explain that, who is the doer? I will tell you. You see, the jiva within us does the mischief of identifying with the outer self. Right? So, the, the, uh, and, and in that situation, the outer self is the only thing, nothing else. Right? But the jiva ultimately has to identify itself with the inner self. That happens very rarely. Now, when it identifies with the outer self, this is how it is. It plays around in the whole world. So he is thinking he is the doer. But he is not the doer. The, the non-doer is the other thing. When the jiva identifies with the inner self, he is the non-doer. When the jiva identifies with the outer self, he is the doer. Therefore he suffers. Therefore he suffers. Right? Pain. Um, another simple example. Somebody pinches my body. Somebody pinches my body. Pinch. But I have two selves. 
outer self, inner self. Does it pain the inner self? No. Only the outer self, it pains. So like that, you have to analyze each and every such situation. There is always an inner self, there is always an outer self. All our actions, all our thoughts, all our doings are in the, with the outer self. We have to be convinced that we are residents in this body. I have I had a standard example in my father, and therefore I I speak of it as if I know it. <laughs> okay. Thank you, sir. Sir, I had a question for you, sir. So, um, you know, given that uh, most of us are from the quote-unquote this science background, one of the challenges that we always see is that uh, uh, there seems to be a, a sort of a you know unstated bridge from moving from the scientific way of analyzing things to the uh, Vedantic way of analyzing things. There seems to be an unstated, unknown bridge, which, you know, it's difficult to cross. And for some, some people, it just happens. Some people, it takes a long time. Do you have a view on what is that, that, that the people who come from the, let's say, the scientific, the logical bit of mind are actually missing? What's the bridge that they need to cross to really understand Vedanta and enjoy it? Well, scientific logic is about what? Material universe. It is about the Kshetra. Scientific logic is all in Kshetra. But we are going beyond the Kshetra state. Science cannot help that. The scientific logic, scientific logic is not applicable to Vedanta. Because in Vedanta, there is no object. There is no object to apply your logic. There is no object. There is only the subject. There is only the subject. So with whom do you operate the logic? Right? When Vedanta Navandan says, logically it follows and so on, that is because of the reason, one statement to another statement, that becomes in the material world, <laughs> one statement. But when you go to the absolute, uh, when you go to that uh, absolute self, there is no more scientific logic to be applied. Thank you. But that 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 uh, that's a that follows a, a you know it has a follow-on question. So does it mean that you know a, a scientific person will need to have quote unquote blind faith in what uh, you know what uh, Vedanta says or? What's that uh, thing that would make them convinced that there is something beyond? There is no blind faith necessary. There is no blind faith necessary. You see, if you pursue the regimen of medication till the end, you will find what you have to find without any more logic. Without any more logic. Science is left behind. Science is left behind. So, our fundamental problem is 
we are too scientific for everything even with a, when arguing with your wife you sometimes use scientific logic you don't apply even between the spouses scientific logic does not apply <laughs> something else applies I'm so, sure all of us will all of us understand that very well now by now sir <laughs> we've been burnt too many times now <laughs> Bukhu your, your question there Thank you, Professor. Pleasure to see you and listen to you today. Um, Thank you. The question was, uh, what is the, a lot of people perceive, you know, Vedanta is more of an intellectual and abstract study that does not help day-to-day -day life, right? That's one perception a lot of people have. What, in your experience, how the study of Vedanta has helped uh, to deal with, like, a day-to-day -day situation? How has that helped? And do you see that helping in a day-to-day -day life? For me, it started in a very mundane way. When I was a five-year-old five boy, I was chased by a dog. I ran for life and went to my home evening. Father, hey, what are you doing? Why is it? About the dog is chasing me. So that day, he taught me 10 slokas on Rama 5. Hanuman 5. They repeat these slokas all the time. You will be rid of all fear, rid of all bad things. From that day till today, all the 90 years, I have been using those 10 slokas. Not only when I was afraid, but when I went for an interview, when I started an enterprise, when I boarded a train, when I boarded a plane, or when I met uh, uh, an adversary or when I had to talk with my spouse. So you see that those slokas have for me. So these slokas have built into me a faith that something else is beyond you. I am convinced that beyond you that something is what is protecting you. So before I started this meeting, I prayed to my God here that this meeting should go on well. Like that. <laughs> Beautiful, sir. Thank you so much. Guns, over to you. Dr. VK, uh, it is a pleasure. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, it is a pleasure. And uh, uh, thank you so much again. I just wanted to uh, express gratitude uh, for writing this very kind forward and uh, just wanted to let you know as well as everybody know uh, the final version of uh, the book that I wrote and uh, Rajesh edited will be out uh, next week. They should send me the final draft, the typeset draft. And then when it goes to press, uh, I want to make sure that somebody, one of us, will come home to you and uh, give you the give you the copy. Thank so uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, uh, and uh, so uh, so I yes. will take leave now. Uh, I just had a uh, just a quick question for you, Doctor VK. Um, okay. uh, the last time we spoke, we spoke about rituals. Um, and, and you mentioned, I asked you about, uh, you know, we had a big debate at, uh, at our home in Trichy, uh, between me and my father and, uh, who, who is uh, speaking now? 
Rajesh is speaking. Rajesh. Rajesh is speaking. Ah, ah. Yes. Um, so, so I had a debate in Trichy with my father and uh, um, my uh, father's brother-in-law, my Chitapa, um, about rituals. And uh, I had asked you about why these rituals are considered so important. And sometimes their rituals are restricted to certain parts of society and you had uh, you had replied at that time that it is it is basically to uh, get some cleanliness in the mind um, we continue to have the such a debate on the rituals so if we are always thinking like what you just said you know if we are trying to understand the kshetra and the kshetragnya the distinction between the transactional transcendental what is the I, I come back to the same question. Um, what is the, the ritual significance here? Uh, because you, you are following the shlokas, right? And, um, and the shlokas are helping you. So why is it that there are so many rituals that we have to do to, to realize this rather than just doing meditation all the time? That is the question. This is one of the books I have written, A Primer of Spirituality. I have answered 108 questions that people ask in all spiritual uh, discussions. This is one of the major questions, rituals. Rituals yes. have got different purposes for different sets of people. There are different levels of people. There are very well-evolved people. There are middle middle level people, totally uh, unrelated beginner. You see, for the totally unrelated beginner, the ritual is a rhythm rhythm for um, routine pro or things like that. You see, as parents, we tell our children, "Hey, follow some procedure. Keep keep everything in the proper place." Do that, do this, we say that. So rituals help you to organize yourself properly if you are at that level. Another middle level man for ritual, you see, rituals are the one which train your mind to go in, a, in the right direction and not swerve in the opposite direction for the middle level man. For the higher, highest level man, rituals are rituals are only a means. That is not the end. Rituals are not the end. It's only the means. He knows that. He follows that. So rituals have different purposes. I have answered such questions in this book. Kindly see this. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, so will, are, I will probably see it uh, when I come to see you. Yeah, go ahead. Professor, there are three more hands raised. I hope you have some time. Five ten minutes. I have time. Okay. I, I Subhu, like it. Yeah. Subhu. Sairam, Uncle. Um, so nice to speak to you. And, uh, you know, here, here you speak. Um, I've always uh, wanted to understand, you know, how do we spiritualize our lives on a daily basis, right? On a daily basis. Uh, Very good. That's yeah. Good and and, uh, and maybe, maybe while you answer this question, you can also share us and inspire us by saying, what do you practice on a daily basis? So that it's an inspiration for all of us to practice as we move forward. Yeah. Thank you. 
uh, I will take the first part. Yeah, okay. We dress up for our office. We go out either to get into our car or to get into the town bus or whatever. But the moment we step out of the house, our toe, even though which is booted, it hits some stone and you are excruciating pain. Now, to come back to the house and attend to it and do that, will be delayed. you will be delayed. Therefore, you want to go. Now, what do you do? You, you keep on cursing everybody, the, uh, the, the uh, municipality which has not kept the roads neat, which are done, or you can, know that. The point is, you are only a resident sitting in the body. So, the body has got, made a mistake and it suffers. Can you think like that even for this small thing? And then elaborate this small thing to all big things. Real accident, surgery, all those things. For everything, you have to know that the it is the body that suffers. I go to a dentist. As an old man, I have to go to the dentist very often. Dentist, you know, does several things. Sometimes it hurts too much and it pains. Then, mentally, I say, no handero, nendriyanyantarango, no hankarha, whatever go on about me. Daro, patya, shetra vitta, didura, sachi, nitya, pratyagatma, shivoham. Doctor is doing this. I am thinking of this. Sir, this is all only play. How can it help? But you have to keep on, keep on, use, use all these small, small prayers to help you. Mano buddhya hankara chittane naham nakarnam nagekwa na chakrana netre na chabyo mabhuvin na tejo na vayu chidananda rupa shivoham shivoham. Chidananda rupa shivoham shivoham. It is very pleasant to give the meaning of that. But do you believe it? Chidananda rupa shivoham shivoham. When you hit your toe outside, when you go out, are you ready to believe that you are shivoham, 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 shivoham? <laughs> you have to balance these things. You have to analyze yourself. You have to analyze yourself. You know when you... Pray, prayer is the greatest thing that helps. For every little thing, oh God, oh wrong. That is, that is what helps. For everything. For our, our, our prayers are... I mean, infinite. There are so many prayers. You may like this, you may not like this, you may like this. Whatever you like, hold on to it. Hold on to it. That single prayer, keep it. Re repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. Repeatedly. Then it will sink into you. Then it will change your mind. Then it will change your mind. As we do our Gayatri, those of us who are doing the Gayatri, particularly the men folk, will hear, you know that you keep, you count, you do the counting. You are supposed to do 108. You have done up to 64. 64, 65, 
then 66. You look at your watch. For 64, how much time has been spent? For the remaining, how much? You see, now the mind goes into different directions. Try to analyze your mind yourself and hold on to it. Hold on to it. Chinmayananda used to say very often, hold on. Mind is your uh, enemy. Mind is your enemy. Just tell yourself, never think of this. That exactly will come to your mind. <laughs> so, you have to analyze your mind. Use prayers. Prayers, the rituals are helpful in prayers. Prayers, there are thousands of prayers. You, you, whatever you like, you hold on to it. Keep about five or six or ten or twelve. That's all. But keep, keep on to it. Always. At night, just before you go to sleep, just when you get up, all the time. When you are happy, when you are totally unhappy, every time, use the same. Repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you. Sairam. Sandeep. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for taking yeah. my question. So, uh, shall, shall I take leave now? Okay. So there are two more, two more hands raised. Two more hands raised? Yeah. Oh, let, me <laughs> let me see. Sir, uh, you, you talked about fear. And uh, Swami Vivekananda says that fear is your biggest enemy, right? Which is, which is your biggest enemy? Fear. Fear. Hmm. fear. Fear. So Swami Vivekananda says that fear is your biggest enemy, right? Now, how do I handle this fear in the sense how that... Get, how do we get... The non-fear, Abhaya. Abhaya yeah, what, I, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that, like for example, I seek the truth. Right? I want to, I want to find truth in this world. But when I'm finding this truth and talking about it, and sometimes I'm talking... What do you mean... By asking to find truth in the world, where is the truth there? You are in the transactional, in the, in the transactional world, in the in the transactional world, like I, I'll give you a live example, right? For example, uh, Adani, right? Now there are talks going on that this guy is a fraud, right? And I want to tell the world that this guy is a fraud, right? Can I ask you, why do you want to tell the world? Because I because, think everybody should know. Because there is a, there is a, little, a little ego there inside. You will get a name for it. You will get fame. You will probably become a leader. Why do you have to tell? No, no, I, no I, 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 have, I have no desire to be a leader. I have no desire to be a leader. I, my desire is that 
whatever knowledge i have right i should impart to others okay right good enough and now for example i have figured that adani is a fraud and at the same time i am worried that can some harm come to my family because of what i am saying right because this guy is very powerful right he in my eyes he is a fraud and i feel the obligation to explain this knowledge to the world that this guy is a fraud at the same time i am afraid that some harm may come to my family if i do this how do i handle it you don't handle this who asked you to handle this you yourself asked yourself to handle this why do you have to handle this are you the savior for the world have you saved yourself rather than the world that is more important saving yourself so this saving the world as if you are going to be the savior theoretically it may be all right but so long as any ego comes here because the fear means there is an ego there fear is because of the ego family etc so when the ego comes in there then you are not on the right track you are not on the right track but don't you think that on the uh, other hand if i on the other hand i will appreciate you if you go to the temple sincerely and say that so and so is a fraud will you please help oh lord please help please help please help others please help my mind give me the but am i right, not an agent for change give me the right thing for me to think but am i not an agent for change am i not what an agent for change you you are an why, 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 why should i only go to god and say that god you do this why should i oh, not no. do it you you are not able to do it you can you yourself you are finding it difficult you are not able to do it so should i should i actually uh, overcome my fear mm. and go out there yeah. go out there overcome overcome there. your fear before that put away that ego which associates you with your family and now do something then you are a leader in spite of the danger to the family you did that ah that's good thank anyway, you sir i am i am not also now very clear because he is a very difficult thing <laughs> the great question by sandeep and wonderful answer sir uh, we have vidya uh, as the last questioner here so ah. over to you vidya what is namaskar namaskaram mama vidya pesren eppadi irken nan enakku oru question um illa just ungala paathu nee raman oda ponna aama yaar eppadi irken raman pk raman correct sir oh my little daughter 
Yes. I know you like this. Yes, yes, sir. Just to say hello and namaskaram. What is your husband's name? Ranganathan. Ranganathan. Right. Good. Where are you now? Boston. Boston. Good. Boston. Ah, yeah, you are in Boston. My daughter is in Boston. You Correct. can get in touch. Right. Good. Yes. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm able to see you and talk to you. Good. God bless you. Thank you, Mama. Amma also says uh, Namaskaram and Radha ah, Mohan and, right. and Murari. Con convey my respects to her. Thank you, and sir. Thank you. Okay. So, so many so, thanks. So many great, you know, insights from you and very, very grateful for your time. Thank you so much, sir. And uh, we look forward to, you know, reading your next book coming up. Shall I have your permission to leave you? Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hariyo. Thank you. Thank you. Uncle, Thank you. Uncle, can I show my parents as well? Um, Good. Oh, I think he left, right? I think he left, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. No worries. Alpana, <laughs> awesome. can we see your dad? Yeah, we 